It is so great to be here. Hello, Michael. So we've got Michael and Miranda here, Tradie Business School podcast. We are so excited to be here with you all today, wherever you are listening, from your car, from your home, from your office, from your, your truck, your ute, wherever you are. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is. And good we night. Are, and good night. I love it. <laughs> Oh dear, it's that time of year. So we're going to be unpacking today what it means to adapt teams. So yeah, we've heard it so often, and I know you have too, Michael. People say, but I've got a team and they suck. They're just not doing what I want them to do. They're sucking all of my time up and they're not they're just not don't seem to be getting it. You know, have you noticed that as well, Michael? It's exceptionally common. Yeah. Like incredibly common. But in the entire world, I think people problems, some of the biggest problems that we have, trying to find good people, mm. the people that you have actually doing what you want them to do, staying, <laughs> right? Absolutely. <laughs> following through with what you ask them to do so you don't have to mm. do it yourself. And I think what you said is like, it's just so incredibly common. And if you're listening to this, I don't know whether you're nodding or you're like, are you reading my mind? Are you, you know, even contractors sometimes don't do what you want them to do when you want them to do it, how you want them to do it to the point where what was the point in even hiring them in the first place? Because it would have been quicker, easier and better for you just to get on the tools yourself and do it, which therefore sucks up all your time. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I guess for this conversation, I'd love to dive into, you know, what it is to when you've already got a team. So whether you've got a team or not, still tune in because this will apply to you. You, you might have one person, you might be considering hiring somebody. So pin this conversation. And, and often, I don't know if you've noticed that sometimes it takes a few times to hear something before you really get it. That I've, I've, can you repeat that? <laughs> there we go. It takes a few times to hear something before ah. you really get it. <laughs> and yeah, I got that. Yeah. Great. Perfect. So if you if you're thinking of hiring someone in the future, then this is definitely worth listening to as well. But you know, when we don't when we've got a team or we've got one person, two people, ten people, whatever size your team is, when they start sucking up your time through all the myriad of people problems, the I guess maybe the the lack of accountability, the not wanting to do what you want them to do, the seem of lacking of care, maybe some of those undesirable behaviors that you see showing up. You know, maybe they show up late all the time or they just don't deliver on deadline, they blow budgets. There just seems to be a lack of caring. And whatever other examples you're thinking of, you know, when people don't do it the way that you know is best to serve your clients and how you want the face of your business to be portrayed to your customers and to the world can be really frustrating. And it can cost you in time as well as money, just the time and sorting that out. It costs you everything. And I think mm. sometimes the, the feeling inside is, I want to get rid of them all mm. because it's like they all suck. I just don't know how to solve this. Where do I start? And and often the solution is let's hire new people because mm. the ones we have are obviously not good enough. Like they're, they're not the right people, right? And so if I go recruit, that will solve the problem. But usually in most cases when you have a team that sucks, recruiting never solves the problem. Because there's an underlying cause that's creating that. And 
I'm going to use an example, a very weird example for you um, tradesmen out there is a hair salon. And I know all of you probably go to hair salons, <laughs> the place that you love to go to, but I'm going to use the hair salon as example because I, I was friends with a, an owner of one of those salons and they were complaining a lot about their team. You know, mm. they would be on their phone when they shouldn't be. They were smoke, having smoke breaks continually through the day. They wouldn't do what they wanted to do. That gossip when they explicitly said, don't, don't gossip yet. You know, there was underlying belief now because of the experience with the team that people, like, it's difficult to find good people. You know, they're, they're not out there. That's just how it is. There's a statement of fact that that's how it is. So therefore, there's no solution, right? Yet, if you go to another hair salon, here we go, another, it's kind of feel weird. I don't know why I picked this example, but this is the example we're going with. Um, went to another hair salon and the team's fantastic, absolutely mm. phenomenal. And I, I, I wondered, like, what's the difference between a team that sucks and a team that's brilliant, right? Or even in between, you know, it may not be that they completely suck, but it's like, you just know that there's room for another level of of how they show up, another level of productivity, another level of engagement and commitment to what they're doing that, that you just feel that that's in them and you're just not quite sure how to or that that's got to exist out there somewhere. Yeah. So I guess what we want to talk about is maybe the underlying reasons why mm. this is the case. Yeah. And there are actually two big reasons that we want to talk about on, on this episode of Trading Business School. Mm. And the first one is to do with behaviour mm. and why your team behave the way that they behave. And I know this is one of your favourite topics, Miranda. <laughs> So is. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? I have a lot of favourite topics. So I have a lot of favourite topics. This is one of my favourite topics today. We can say it's my favourite topic. So values, values, and you know, probably one of the easiest way to understand values is the behaviours that you see in somebody or that connection. And an example I'll give so that, you know, sort of for those of you that are maybe a little unsure about what a value is, you can even think that they're like a, an emotional state, like a, a beingness about people. But have you ever met somebody? Have you ever kind of just met somebody and you just kind of hit it off and you're quite drawn to them? There's things that interest them and the way that they conduct themselves in life and in conversation that you just kind of, you just like. Yeah, that's a perfect example of being a values match with somebody. That they roll, they roll in life and in business the same way you do. What matters to them matters to you. And those things often can't be trained into somebody. Those behaviors are inherent in people already. That's not to say people can't change their values. Not saying that at all. It's just a really long process or it's a bit more in depth or you need guidance to do it often. So when you're recruiting and bringing people into a team, the simplest thing to do is to hire people with that are values matched to your business and how you roll and the culture and the best, the energy and vibe that you want to have within your team. Every single person that I know that's been successful in business hires based on values more than skill. You've got to have the skill. You've got to have some level of skill, but skill can be trained. You want to hire based on the values that they have. In order to do that, you've got to know what they are. And, and a lot of us don't. 
A lot mm-hmm. of business owners have absolutely no idea what their values are. We haven't defined them internally. You know what's important to you. You know what you're looking for in, in, in your team. And that's what frustrates you. It's why you say they suck. It's because they're not matching what you perceive to be important in their behavior and what, what they're valuing. So, for example, if they're smoking on the job, you might say, well, they're not valuing um, their appearance. They're not, they're not looking after the, cust- the client. Mm, right, professionalism, their, their, their professionalism was not a value that they, they're meeting, but from their point of view, their, their total values alignment, right? They're smoking because they value that. Like that's important to them to be able to have stress relief, to be mm. able to have pleasure and enjoyment and those sorts of things are, are, are very important because they're probably saying, well, it's really hard work. I deserve that. That's important to mm. me. So values are really critical. So not only in the recruitment of people into your team, but also in defining what they are within your team. And if you've got a team that sucks, start by defining what values you, how you want them to show up. And it's a a really good way to do that is actually get the team together and discuss it together and work it and work it out. And I want to give everyone a really good example of a value creation, right? One particular trade that we were working with said, I'm really annoyed at my team because they never think for themselves. They've got a problem occurs on the job. And they come to me and they go, how do I solve this? And the owner was like, man, why are my team so dumb? You know, why can't they just solve this problem? Because why am I the person that's always drawn in to all the problem solving and solutions? And I said, you know what? It's probably a values problem. And he kind of looked at me and went, really? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is what we came up with. We ca- we came up with the value we want them to do is to think for themselves. We want them to be able to solve problems, but we don't want to have a, a boring value. So, we don't want to have think for yourself. We create the value, be MacGyver. Like be MacGyver. Problem solving. <laughs> you know, with, a, with, a, with a piece of string, a matchbox and a, you know, and a mouse. Wasami trap. knife. There was Suisami <laughs> knife. You get out of, out of jail and, you know, you, you do what you need to do and make the yeah. atomic bomb in so, inside of a, your lunchbox. Yeah. But when you create that value, the team loved it. Mm. And he said to me not long after that conversation and he implemented that value into the team, he got less people asking him to solve the problem. And mm. one of the guys came up to him and said, oh, I had this problem, but I'm a guy with it. <laughs> so good. So good. <laughs> and if you don't know who MacGyver is, if we're showing our age a little bit here, then Google's your friend. But you know what? You yeah, exactly. <laughs> get stuck watching reruns all day. But uh, yeah, the there we go. It's the, 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 famous, <laughs> the famous mullet. Yeah. Right? But it's, it's such a great example you shared, Michael, because it is that, yes, the value was you know, written in a fun way, but that's not necessary. It's really to think about what is it that's really important? How do we want uh, our behaviours that sort of how we roll in our business to be driven and how are we going to notice those? So once you've worked out that maybe problem solving, for example, is really important, you can give it a fun name and and, and then just start thinking about how will I how will I notice people that do this? How, how will I notice? What behaviours will we notice in our business? And celebrate those with your team. Talk about them regularly in team meetings, all of those things. So 
that they are a living, breathing thing. Um, build them into your recruitment process and and get everyone in alignment. Because often what that's one of the key things is in a business is that the manager, owner, leader, whoever, whatever you call yourself, is is at the top is the, the team isn't aligned or all on the same page together. And this is one of the foundational ways to do that. One of the objections that often comes up around values and behaviors is it's fluffy. Does it really matter? Mm. Yes, it does. It does. Uh, we have got many of our clients recruiting to values and they cannot believe the difference in, in who is coming through their businesses onto their teams when they recruit to values first and skills and competencies second. And that's not to say skills, competencies, certifications don't matter. Yes, but it's values and those Mm-hmm. It's not an or, it is values and those. So go away and do that. So what's the second one, Michael? You talked about two things, two yes. things that matter. Well, the second one is a little bit more practical as such mm-hmm. than, than, than the fluffy values as some people may perceive them to mm. be, but they're being the critic. But the second one is actually your systems and processes. <sighs> and yes, the other favourite topic that we have and a lot of business owners, whether you're a general contractor, whatever you're doing, um, you need to have them. It's, mm. it's, it's a non-negotiable. And most of the time when, you're, when your systems suck, your team sucks. Right? If you have non-existent documentation of how to do something and, and the extent of your training is mm. you show someone how to do something and there's the training manual, that's probably the reason why they're not performing how you want them to perform. And a very, very common thing that sucks up your time is 50 billion questions coming at you every day. All these questions. It could be in a manual. It could be in a documentation. It could be in a, in a frequently asked questions area. It could be a place where you put those. And a really good thing to do is to start to document everything that your team does and how you want it done because then you're not going to be needed as much and they're more likely to be successful and consistently do it how you want it done. Yeah, it's that consistency. And I'm, I'm loving that, you know, systems are not the sexiest things, you know, writing and documenting steps yet. So McDonald's <laughs> is built on systems. McDonald's, uh, you know, the, the fact that wherever you go, and you're the customer experience, wherever you go globally, you get the same burger is because of systems. So success is built on systems, on writing steps of how to do things. So it means that you consistently deliver to your customers. And more than that, it means that your team is empowered to make the decisions and to do the things within the business without having to ask others. So you empower them they feel better about what they're doing. They're going to show up in a better way and your time will be freed from the constant asking of questions. So, so, so important. So important to write a system. Um, And that can be a series of steps. Um, It can be process mapped out. However you choose to do it, whatever it is, get write it out and test it. And as long as you're getting a consistent result, out of following those steps. You can even get somebody that's not in the role to kind of go through it and check if there are any gaps uh, and and then um, and test it and get that going. So it's a couple of key ways to get your team yeah. engaged and stop them sucking up your time. Yeah, and a really good tip is also to use documenting systems as a training method. So show them how to do it and get them to write it down 
So that way you can save a little bit more time and get them to think about what they're writing down and then you can check it. And so therefore you're not wasting even more time and they're going to learn it faster. And I think what if you look at what the two things that we've shared today about improving your team, values and systems, values being how we show up and the systems being how I do it. Great differentiation. So good. So good. So that's it. That's it. So the, the quick quick tips, we, we always promise we're going to keep these short and simple, really fit. You've got the got the the two ways to get your team to be more engaged, to get them to be empowered, to get them to know what they're doing and why they're doing it, to know what's acceptable, what the expectations are of behaviors in the business, to to even open up communication so that we can you can freely talk about them and get everyone on the same page you know, and the result of that will mean that you know everyone's on that same page singing the same song together and asking you less questions so you can go and do what matters but any uh, cutting words michael i'm excited to hear your feedback when you implement yeah. these things and, and how much your team sucks less right by even like starting the yeah. process and if you want more guidance and more help to actually write systems, you want to learn how to actually create a system, how to define your your values and go through that process, then we'd love to invite you to join Trading Business School and Mm -hmm. uh, also join our free group. Go to our website, get a look at our resources and make sure you subscribe and tell all your um, trading general contractor friends about this podcast. We'd love you to spread the word, share the love and particularly Mm -hmm. If when you implement systems and values into your business, particularly for works. Yeah, fantastic. So, Trady Business School podcast over and out for this episode. Cannot wait to talk to you again next week. See, See you on the next one. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.